Welcome to episode number 92. I hope you've had a lovely festive season so far. I'm in Sydney with the Bobster, my husband, and we're hanging with some of our family this week and some friends this weekend and are looking forward to the front row seats we'll have to watch the fireworks that will bring in the new year over Sydney Harbour. This week on the podcast, I've got you covered regardless of what you're doing, whether you're on the couch recovering from too much pudding, soaking up the sun by the water someplace, or diving into retail sales to get the item you've had your eye on for the last year. I recorded this episode, which is also the final one for season eight and for the year, to wrap up the year that was for emerging and challenger food and drink consumer brands. I hope this episode spurs you on to an even greater 2024, as I give you a behind the scenes of those who unfortunately face their final curtain call and those who are just getting started. This episode is brought to you by Foodpreneurs Festival. We just announced the dates for 2024 and I'm thrilled to be bringing you the festival again, the festival that gets brands on shelf and brings retail buyers, foodpreneurs, media and industry specialists together under the one roof. If you'd like to be the first to know when our early bird tickets go on sale, become a festival insider. I've dropped the link in the show notes. Foodpreneurs Festival really is a year's worth of sales in one day. You're listening to the Foodpreneur with Chelsea Ford podcast where we're driving the movement to enable small batch producers and challenger brand owners to make their mark on the consumer packaged goods industry forward. By inspiring you to the forefront of the market, together we give consumers a choice of brands. On the show, you'll hear conversations with foodpreneurs who spill the beans on how they've overcome challenges and harnessed successes. Conversations with hand-picked, hard-to-reach industry specialists on what it really takes to scale. And my advice as a former FMCG sales director and award-winning business coach on what you need to do to be profitable. If you're ready to land more accounts, get more product in more consumers' hands, and put more money in your pocket for every product you sell, you're in the right place. I'm Chelsea Ford, your host and passionate small business advocate. Tune in with me every week to feel less alone, more confident, and excited about your journey ahead. This is the Foodpreneur with Chelsea Ford podcast. It has been an eventful year. On a personal note, 2023 brought both highs and lows. Witnessing the growth of small batch producers through valuable connections and successful pitches at the first Foodpreneurs Festival was undoubtedly a highlight. However, the challenging side included the unfortunate closure of numerous businesses in the food and beverage sector grappling with supply chain disruptions and cash flow issues. I'm pretty sure I heard consumers say, Dear fabulous emerging and challenger brand, I love you. You fill me up when the pantry is bare. Offer inclusive alternatives when I'm at the pub and give me my meal my way. But things need to change. Despite our Mutual admiration. It's over between us. At least for now. My budget no longer approves. 
Is that what you heard too? Breakup stories like that are not limited to Romeo and Juliet, of course. Food and drink brands had a tough time this year as shoppers' purse strings were pulled tight as economic tough times and interest rates hit hard. Whilst there might be love between consumers and emerging brands, and many surveys cite consumers want brands to be more sustainable, ethical and values-aligned, the pressures on their budgets can't justify their mostly premium purchase price right now. Like a tragic love story, the result has been pain and suffering for many brands, with some even experiencing an unfortunate and at times premature end to life. Since I started in the food and drink consumer packaged goods industry almost 30 years ago, there has been enormous change. Today, both small and large players do cohabitate more frequently and consumers do have more products to choose from. That said, consumers consider the purchase of specialty brands largely as discretionary. So when their disposable incomes are less disposable, they decide to use more discretion and small brands ultimately suffer. There's been challenging times. What makes startups and emerging brands the lifeblood of the innovation economy also comes with a major dose of disappointments, most bootstrapping their growth and figuring out, not always too far beyond their launch date, that just because your product looks and tastes delicious doesn't mean it lands on more shelves and into more consumers' hands. To make it in Australia, the most disparately populated country in the world, after Greenland, Mongolia and Namibia, as a small brand requires operational excellence because it's a tough gig to A, get product around to all of us, B, do it in a way that's affordable, and C, target the consumers who will spend the money. Consumers know independent retailers have specialty products and expect to pay the right price for them. Unlike most major grocery store shoppers, dependent upon location, of course, consumers of small brands look to specialty grocery stores for for their shopping, the very stores who actively support their brands. There's an issue with that, though. There's been a steady decline in independent retailer store numbers over the years. The current market share data looks like this. 65% Coles and Woolworths combined, 10% Aldi, and 7% IGA. Direct-to-consumer sales is an option. Not ideal, however, given the vast distances between where we all live, as previously mentioned. You know, shipping products, especially ones packed in glass, is not easy nor affordable even if shipping costs are passed on to consumers at a time when most are budget conscious. The other issue is consumers do not want to shop at multiple e-commerce sites to get individual products if instead they can get all their products from a central location, regardless of whether that is on-premise or online. So as consumers put less and less money in their pockets, The net effects were unfortunate deaths for a number of food and drink brands. And while some were bought and continue to trade, like Nourish Foods, trading as whole kids, others like Harvest Street, a Queensland cold-pressed juice business, 
Dark City Foundry, a Victorian cold drip coffee business, and Meru Miso, a Tasmanian miso and koji business, all decided to call it a day and close the curtains. Tough for all of those business owners, and for some I hope we'll see them pop up again once the dust settles. If you're looking for more help on how to scale profitably, make sure you listen to episode 90, How to Boost Your Profits in Tough Times. I've dropped the link in the show notes. Let's, however, not let disappointment and the sounds of hearts breaking be the whole story for the 2023 startup industry. There are good things that we can talk about too. Things worth championing that do help firm up Australia's position on the world stage as a thriving hub of innovation in the CPG industry. After a quick break, I'll tell you what they are so you too can be inspired and take actions just like them. Want to be the first to access early bird event tickets to Foodpreneurs Festival 2024? Get the scoop on festival events and find out about exciting partner and sponsorship opportunities? Then become a Foodpreneurs Festival insider. Whether you're new to the food and drink industry or a seasoned foodpreneur, get ready for an epic celebration of all things food and drink at the 2024 festival. Dates and ticket availability is announced first to our insiders. Find the link in the show notes. There's been good times. Despite the cost of living crisis, healthy, nutritious and better for you food and drink brands continued to challenge the market. Promising to provide health-related outcomes, mostly powered by plants, with functional benefits and better-for-the-planet sustainability credentials. I've got three examples of good food and drink brands getting on the retail shelf in 2023. Firstly, Avalon Health Club, an organic super greens, plant protein and cacao brand. Avalon Health Club launched this year and promises you'll start your day feeling energised and mentally sharp with its protein powder designed to elevate your morning routine. Mark McSmith, the founder, pitched to David Jones, Panetta Mercato and the Natural Grocery Company at Foodpreneurs Festival earlier this year. Secondly, Nimbus, sustainable and plant-based Australian oat milk. Nimbus launched this year at Foodpreneurs Festival and ships oat milk powder to you without the water, so there's less weight, less packaging and less emissions, making it planet-friendly from the soil up. And thirdly, Bloom Tonics, real juicy fruit, superhero prebiotics and plant fibre tonics, which launched last year but got significant traction this year in independent retailers after I mentioned it to the buyer at Harris Farm Markets. Bloom says it uses the tastiest and science-backed ingredients to help nourish the life within you in the most delicious way. Not only did we welcome those and many other fabulous Better For You brands this year, we were also doing a lot of cheersing and filling up on permissible snacks. Imagine your summer pool party vibes and retro reimagined. Two of the brands shaking it up on the cool kid emerging brand scene that have made their recent arrival known are Via Drinks with their trademarked adaptogens they call Viagenics 
Via Drinks founders are former fashion industry people. Elevating your mood and calming your mind with their functional ingredients in their botanical-based or natural non-alcoholic drinks. With retailers recognising the need for more inclusivity when it comes to beverage choices, Via Drinks expanded their reach off the back of retailer WH Smith's Dry July promotion. And Fox Pops. Munch without the guilt thanks to Fox Pops popped water lily seeds a product with ancient origins from India, but relatively new to the Australian market. Fox Pops lean on retro roots to inform their branding and are now landing in corporate workplaces and on the shelves of independent retailers after also launching at Foodpreneurs Festival 2023. So, 2023, thanks for the good times and what we all learnt from the challenging times. I, for one, know that I learn a lot more when things are just that bit harder. I challenge myself to survive. And as they say, necessity is the mother of invention. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening. I hope you found today's insights valuable and that you'll implement those in your food and drink business. I'd like to ask you now to help me help more foodpreneurs put more money in their pocket by giving me an honest rating. Five stars would be lovely, but that's up to you. Write a review and subscribe to this podcast on your platform of choice. The more you tell me what you like and the momentum builds for the Foodpreneur with Chelsea Ford podcast, the easier it will be for me to help you land more accounts, get more product in more consumers' hands, and put more money in your pocket. And together, we'll keep ensuring consumers have a choice of brands so they don't just stock big food products in their pantries, in their kids' lunch boxes, and at their celebrations. So thank you for taking a moment to do that. Mm-hmm.